What's going on, everybody? My name is Kyle Richards, a.k.a. Tater Deluxe, and welcome to the Abstract Sports Podcast, where we bring sports back to life with a fresh perspective on the game from abstract yet popular angles. We're coming at you live, not on Facebook this time. We are on Twitch. That's right. We made the switch to Twitch, and we live. Hashtag live. Get at me. But I will be doing my best to respond to comments as they come in. Twitch has this cool feature where you can have the chat pop up on the screen. So if anybody chats, you'll see that on your end as well. Um, and I'll be responding to them as I see them in the stream. So it should be fairly quick. Um, there is like a 15-second delay um, usually between chat and when I get it. Uh, so we'll kind of see how that goes. But... Yeah, anyways, welcome to the first edition live Twitch podcast. I'm so excited for this, guys. You have no idea. The reason we're switching to Twitch is because you can tell, you know, if you've been to the, the Facebook live streams, this is a lot more customized. You can add all kinds of graphics and layers and turn them on and off during the stream. Um, and you can also have these little things where, like, somebody follows you, these graphics pop up. And you can customize those graphics even. You can customize the sounds that go with them. So I just think that this is the way to be doing a broadcast. You know, a live show is meant to have people engaged. And it's meant to have the tools available to excite them and make them want to be more involved as time goes on. So I think Twitch is the platform for that. So we're going to give this a shot. You know, this is episode 21. We've been doing this for a while now. That's such a long time. And I know that I've gotten better at just presenting myself and, and being enthusiastic every time I get on, but I think the production quality's got to step its game up as well. You know, I would like to have a green screen. I'd like to have graphics behind me that, you know, like maybe a beach where it looks like these shades are actually doing something, but, you know, you can tell I'm indoors right now. Um, but, yeah, I definitely see some improvements in the future. So keep that in mind, uh, and you'll want to tune in for those because I'm – I, I'm serious about this, guys. I'm not trying to make this a make make this a a half-assed thing, for lack of better words. I want to do this thing big. So before we get started with things, I've got to say a big-time happy birthday to my boy Kobe Bryant. This is my farewell Kobe Bryant shirt. I figured it was it made sense because it's his birthday and. And it's, I, I think my, my other Kobe jersey is dirty, so I couldn't wear that. Uh, but happy birthday to the Black Mamba. He's 39 today. He turns 40. One more year. That's right around the corner, as he said on Twitter. But uh, if you don't know me, uh, Kobe Bryant has been a huge inspiration to me throughout my entire life. I picked up on his game when I was about 10 years old, and I'm like, holy crap, this guy came in the league when he was 18. That could be me in eight years. Like at the time, my oldest brother was was 18. So I'm like, man, that could be me when when I'm as old as my oldest brother, Gary. How would that be? And so he he pushed me to be the best I could be at whatever that was. Uh, you know, it turned out to not be basketball, but I'm good at a lot of other things. And I think what he did teach me was to pursue excellence in whatever I do. And I think that that shows in many different areas. So shout out to Kobe. Much appreciation. Uh, a happy birthday, my dude. I'm talking to him like I know him personally. I really don't. <laughs> but you gotta, I got to act like it. Got to act the part. But I want to give you guys, I mean, I'm hoping that some people come through this stream on Twitch because, uh, you know, I'm used to, like, sharing this on Facebook and then, like, you know, 
just having mostly friends and family come through the live show, and that's fine. But I wanted to tap into a bigger audience, you know, somewhere where there's there's a lot of people, and I think Twitch is the place to do that. Um, but I want to give you guys a little bit of a background on Abstract Sports. If you're gonna watch this video later, um, or what have you, I just want to give you a quick background and how far we've come from when we started. So basically, uh, Abstract Sports started out as my my BFA project when I went to school. Uh, I went to college at the University of Idaho. I was a graphic design major. Uh, that's where you you're seeing all these graphics because I made them with these own these hands right here. Um, and for that, what up, Alaska? How you doing, dude? I'm glad to hear that it sounds good. <laughs> I believe it's you. I know it's you. I know your handle. I remember when we used to game on Xbox. Hey, with the follow as well. Alaska, thanks, man. I appreciate it. I'm going to call you Alaska because that's what you do when you do live streams. I don't want to call you by your real name because then people are like, oh, who is he talking about? I don't know. <laughs> so Alaska here, we used to play a lot of Black Ops back in college, you know, like just for hours in the summer in Moscow, Idaho. What good times, man. <laughs> um, incognito. Nobody knows who you are, but it's nice to have people come through. Uh, so thanks for showing up, dude. Uh, but anyways, Abstract Sports founded on the from the basis of my my BFA project in college. Uh, the idea was to take the intangibles in sports and reward kids uh, when the intangibles showed up in their game to remind them that, that uh, there is more to sports than just numbers in a stat column. And so that was the basic focus of that. Um, but, you know, when I graduated college, I needed to get a job so I could pay student loans. And that's just me being brutally honest right there. But um, I, when I graduated, I knew I wanted to do something with the idea and I didn't know what to do. But I was like, you know what? I'm just going to start writing about sports because I, I know that I like sports enough that I'm never going to get sick of them. So I started a blog and I called it Abstract Sports. I wanted it to be something that related back to a creative mindset. Uh, because it, it very much is a creative uh, endeavor. Um, so it's abstract sports, and it kind of makes sense because it's not like we're looking at sports for uh, the numbers or you know people winning championships. We're not, I mean, obviously, we like to watch the championships, but there's a lot more that goes into sports than just uh, getting wins. It's about like the little things that you do, you know, uh, having communication within your team, you have leader leadership roles on teams and and throughout teams, not just on the on the on the court. You know, uh, at the more administrative, there's a lot of human innate qualities that are at play in sports. And abstract sports is all about highlighting those when we can. Obviously, we do just report on popular news stories because that's what people like. But then I when I remember and when I can, I try to relate it back to the intangibles uh, and back to real life. That's why our 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 slogan is bringing sports back to life. It's like relating the things that you see in sports to what you do on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, and you'll get a lot of that as we continue forward with this live Twitch thing. Um, and a lot of the people who have watched this on Facebook uh, or listened to this stuff on SoundCloud, they probably heard this spiel before, but I want to get it out there for anybody on Twitch who comes through and watches our, our past broadcast. So um, anyways, we launched the website, abstractsports.com, uh, back on November 1st and so it's been man it's been a long time almost 10 months uh, since we launched and 
the we you know for a while I was putting out a lot of articles just by myself, and then I managed to bring in a few other contributors who've put out some articles as well, and it was the coolest thing to ha have this collaboration with people that I've never met before, some that I have met before, uh, and putting their words and what they think about sports out into the world, giving them sort of a platform for that. I think that was really fun. Um, and you know, the articles sort of started dying out and I, I'm like, you know what, I'm going to try a podcast. And so I gave that a shot and we've been doing that for 20, 20 weeks now, 21, I guess this would be the 22nd podcast episode technically. Cause we had episode zero. Um, but the podcast has been the main main content output for the brand and the switch to Twitch is like the next big step for our content because I just feel like this live platform has so much more to offer than Facebook, uh, but it also has the creative side that I want Abstract Sports to have. So that's the basis of Abstract Sports and all you Twitch people out there, I hope you come through eventually. I'm going to be, after this stream, I'm going to go and host somebody else's stream to let them know like hey i'm here and uh it's gonna be it's gonna be good so i think that pretty much does it for the 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 gross stuff at the beginning um so let me let's go down here i've got a little bit of a prelude of just talking about the things that are going on in the world man how about that solar eclipse hashtag solar eclipse 2017 that was probably one of the coolest experiences I've ever had in my life uh, in terms of, you know, things that make you feel small, just so sublime and surreal. That was like one of the coolest things ever. Um, and if you don't know, I'm actually from a place called Idaho Falls, Idaho, uh, and we were in the path of totality for this eclipse. And I can't even begin to believe how lucky I am to have, have it, have it come straight through my hometown. Um, but man, it was, it was so nuts. Like, you know, seeing the crescent, crescent highlights and shadows on the ground coming through the trees and then seeing the shadow bands coming off the sun, you just see like the shadows from the heat. Um, but then I think the craziest thing that, that really took me off guard was just the way that the shadow took over us because it happens so slowly when you're just, you know, standing in this little yard, you don't really notice it, but it, it just the way that my friend Micah described it was very accurate. He said it almost looked like the brightness on your TV wasn't all the way up. It's like it was it was dim out. It wasn't like it was getting dark. It's like somebody was turning down a switch. <laughs> it's not the same. Um, but then you get to see that 360 degree sunset, which was pretty awesome. Um, you know, it only lasted for a couple minutes, but so worth it. You know, I'm, there was, a, there were a lot of people that traveled to this area for that. And I think they, I don't, I guess they'd be the ones to tell you if they got their bang for their buck. But, um, I feel like this is a great spot to view it, but enough with the past stuff, uh, things that are coming up. So this weekend I'm actually going to Boise, uh, going there for a wedding for a couple of friends. Um, I hope that they do know the sacrifice that I'm making on my behalf. Uh, to be there. I won't be able to watch the McGregor and Mayweather fight. And I wish I had a soundboard. You know, that's one of those things I'll add later on. But if I had a soundboard, I would do like a wah, wah, wah. Because, dude, that's like the biggest fight of all time. That's, I mean, Pacquiao and Mayweather was the one you wanted to see. But now this is the one you want to see. It's sort of revolutionizing the game of boxing. Um, it's... You know, it's probably in the best interest of the host 
to probably have the TV on with the fight on. I mean, you know, there's already enough money spent on the wedding. Why not just, you know, buy the pay-per-view and just put it there for everybody to watch? I think that'd be a, a nice gesture. But seriously, it is a big day for my friends. And so congratulations to them. I look forward to seeing them. It has been far too long since I have. It's been like three years. So um, look forward to meeting up with them again. But let's talk about this fight a little bit. Um, I'm not sure what you guys think, but I think it's going to be awesome. <laughs> but I guess that's to be expected. Um, one thing that I love about sports, and that kind of goes back to the abstract sports mentality or the uh, the way that we like to look at things, but... I love the fact that it's so unpredictable. You know, you can watch all of the highlight reels and like of of Mayweather doing his his punching bag routine where he's like going super fast and he's dodging all these all these things coming at him and he is a defensive boxer and so it makes sense that he's good at doing that type of stuff. But then you watch somebody like McGregor practice and he's like you know, one undercut to the punching bag he's like, "Oi! One from the right. Oi!" And he actually says oi when he punches. I wonder if he'll do that in the fight. Maybe some mics can pick it up. I think that would be hilarious. Like maybe when he gets hit in the face, like, oi! <laughs> oh, man. But just watching the highlights, I'm like, ugh, I feel, I feel worried for Conor McGregor's life. But then again, I'm like, I want him to get Mayweather, you know? <laughs> Stop Mayweather from getting his 50th win and going undefeated for the for his entire career. Um and I think right now he's actually tied with uh, Muhammad Ali, I think. Oh, my gosh, guys, I don't know boxing. I know this is a sports podcast, but boxing is a weird sport. It's one of those gray areas for me, a big gray area. <laughs> but uh, whoever it is, it's either Muhammad Ali or Evander Holyfield, but he's tied with them at 49-0, and I believe. And so he's going for the 50 to come over the top, and he's doing it against – one of UFC's finest, the Irish man himself, Conor McGregor. Uh, to be honest, I don't know what I want to happen. I want to see McGregor upset him because I think that that would just create more hysteria, and I love that that feeling. Um, but then I also kind of want to see Mayweather knock him out because where he is a defensive fighter, I've never seen him knock anybody out before. Uh, I also haven't watched very many of his fights, but... That's something I would want to see. Make you know, just shut Conor McGregor up. He's one of the biggest talkers in the game, um, which isn't a bad thing. He's got confidence, but sometimes he's a little bit arrogant. Um, so yeah, that's the boxing match. I'll, I'll, let me know what you guys think. I mean, if you watch this video, if you listen to the podcast, let me know who you think is going to win and why. Um, I think it's going to be a good time. Uh, I'm going to try to go on blackout mode and not not see the news or get any notifications, but. Chances are I have enough sports apps on my phone that are going to notify me anyways. Like, I'll probably get it from NFL Fantasy app. It'll be like, Conor McGregor lost to Mayweather, and I'll be like, I hate you. It's not even your sport. Get out of here. But speaking of the NFL, let's talk about a little bit of fantasy football, eh? Are you ready for some fantasy football? I I think I am. <laughs> I have so many drafts, guys. I don't know what I'm going to do. So... I had my first draft last weekend. It was on Saturday. Um, I'm calling this one the mostly hometown league because it's mostly friends that are here in town. There are a few that are elsewhere, but um, that's pretty much what I'm going to call this one for now. Uh, so if I'm going to go over here to this tab. Oh, my gosh. I have a cat. 
you will you will find out that I have cats that jump on my desk while I'm doing this thing. Oh, I really while I'm looking this link up, I gotta tell a story. So, I cannot wait for the day where my wife and I have a nice or not nice. Our house is pretty okay. Um, I can't wait till we have a big enough house to where I can have an extra room for a studio, so that I can shut the door and lock it and keep the all the animals and critters out while I'm doing this thing because this is meant to be, you know, it, it is fairly informal. But hey, I like to try and keep it cat free. <laughs> the last thing I want is for a cat to jump on my tower and turn like hit the power button and put my computer in sleep mode. That would just that would really rustle my jimmies, if you will. Let's see. I actually have to log in on my fantasy on my computer. I haven't done that yet this year. Oh, wait a minute. That's that's not even the right app, guys. Gosh, it's on ESPN. I'm definitely logged in on ESPN. Yeah, so I'm doing... Uh, I think I have one CBS League, uh, one NFL League, and two ESPN Leagues, if I remember right. Let's see. Here it is. I'm also in a fantasy baseball league, and I am doing terribly. Is this me? Yes, this is me. Okay, so here's my lineup. I'm just going to run through this real quick, and I'm, I I guess I could look at the draft order and tell you guys why I picked who when, but eh, that's a lot of analysis. This, that would make this podcast extra super-duper long. So usually the way I go about it is I'll pick a running back first because the way I see it is the player who touches the ball the most has the most opportunities to score points. So I go for a running back. They have the chance to run the ball, catch the ball, and sometimes even do kick returns, depending on how fast they are. So the guy that I picked up to start was David Johnson, the running back for the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, he was one of the top-ranked quarter or running backs. I, I would have went for Devontae Freeman from the Falcons, but he kind of let me down last year, and so I steered clear of him this time. Because like two years ago when – uh, I believe it was Jamal Charles when he played for the Falcons. He went down with like an ACL injury and he was out for the season. It was like week five or something. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to pull a swift one on everybody. So I went and picked up Devontae Freeman because he was the backup. Um, and he put up some extreme numbers, man. Like that was one of the biggest sleeper, not really sleeper, but biggest clutch pickups I've ever had in my life. And there was one, one week he had like three rushing touchdowns and like 200 yards. That was buku points. And uh, the Falcons are also sort of like a a running back by by committee where they have like a bunch of guys who kind of swap out every two downs or so. And so I, I ended up picking up Tevin Coleman back in, you know, a couple of years ago. And it kind of worked out for me. Like I would put him in a, a slot and he would get a lot of points too. So it was a pretty good setup. But yeah, this year I went with David Johnson, and then my second pick I went with a quarterback because you gotta have a quarterback that's good. You don't want to you don't want to wait till the second round. So I was like the tenth pick out of twelve, or like the eighth out of ten. I don't remember how many teams there are. Uh, yeah, there's twelve of us. So I was the tenth out of twelve teams. So I got pick number ten, and then eleven and twelve went, and it was a snake draft. So then twelve, eleven, ten again. So I wanted to pick up a quarterback right there because I had I would have to wait a lot of picks to get the next one. Um, and I went with Matt Ryan, this dude, he's, he's insanely accurate. And I kind of think of Drew Brees when I look at his type of play, like he's just a, 
he can throw long walls and it's right on the money. Drew Brees is the exact same way, but I, in my mind, I kind of thought Drew Brees is getting older. I mean, I don't even know how old Matt Ryan is, but Drew Brees is, he's getting up there. He's still productive. Don't get me wrong. Still productive. Um, but I wanted Matt Ryan because he has a lot better connections to throw the ball to like Julio Jones. Uh, plus I did end up picking that. You know, I'll, I'll reveal this now. I ended up picking up Austin Hooper, their tight end. Uh, he did really well last year. So I at least have one quarterback to receiver connection. Um, hopefully that pays off for me, but I know Matt Ryan was a solid quarterback pick. I'm looking forward to having him on the squad, but then the next, the next pick, I think I went with a wide receiver. So I try to like spread it out evenly to start out just because I need, I, I feel like I have to have a superstar in each of those slots the best I can. And so I went with the wide receiver and I picked up Des Bryant. He was probably the best one that was available at that time. And then I doubled back and got another running back. Uh, just, I'll just start spouting them off from here. So I picked up Christian McCaffrey for the Carol, Carolina Panthers, Dante Moncrief, who is actually questionable. Now I heard he got hurt or something. Adrian Peterson. Oh my gosh, this cat, man, get out of here. Two cat. Two cat comments. <laughs> uh, I need to add that as a, a thing. Every cat comment, there's a counter like ding. It could be like meow. <laughs> I think that's a great idea. Um, but then we got, let's see, Deshaun Jackson, the Tampa Bay wide receiver. Patriots defense because, I don't know, they they were one of the best ones at the time I went to pick it. Adam Vinatieri. Uh, and then my bench right now, and this is not set in stone. It's just where it's sitting right now. Uh, Derek Carr, Kenny Britt, Sterling Shepard. Don't know who that is. Eric Ebron, Kevin White, Eli Manning, and the Falcons defense. So I've got the two defenses who went to the Super Bowl. And so I think that when one team has a bye, um, the other one can go on the slot and still be very dependable. Um, but, man, all the most of the people in my lineup are 100% owned, like, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight out of the 10 starters. That's pretty dang good. But then I do have Austin Hooper, who's like 29% owned. But I think that he's going to do well because I have that quarterback connection. He's got a good quarterback, man. He's going to get some points. Uh, and then I also have Derek Carr, who's 100% owned. Kenny Britt is also 97. So I got some guys up there. Falcons are like 12% owned. So, hey, that's my first lineup. So, my next draft is actually going to be this Saturday. So not only – wait, 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 whoa. Yeah, that's right. So not only am I missing the McGregor-Mayweather fight, but I'm also missing my draft for that league. So I need to – on the way to Boise tomorrow afternoon, I need to, like, get on top of that. I need to get on my app, and I need to set my auto-draft lineup to all the way to the end. Just every single player, put them in order – because I need to do well this year. In that league, I've been so terrible. So this is my, my wife's family league. She doesn't play. She's not a big sports person. But I do teach her a lot of things. Um, but yeah, this one, I've done like bottom three teams. I've been in the bottom three like the last three years. So every year I've done it, I've been just terrible. And that's because I focus mostly on my my main league that I have with all my good friends from uh, when I was younger. Um, and my dad, my brother and people like that. So that's the one I'm always dominating in the last couple of years. I've taken like either first or second. Um, and I like really pay attention to that one. The other ones I kind of like, I don't barely even open the app. I'll set my lineup, but I'll, I'll barely open the app. I'll just kind of think, Oh yeah, he got a touchdown. He got a touchdown. And then I'll just keep going. Uh, 
But then fantasy draft number three is what's called the Vandal League, and this is with, with a bunch of my college buddies. This one's a buy-in league, uh, and that's going to be next Thursday, August 31st. And so <laughs> Alaska, I see you're still in here, and I got to say, like, fantasy baseball is one of the hardest fantasy sports ever. Like, I can't – I set my lineup for the most part. Like, I, I do it, but then people get hurt, and they it's so hard with baseball because there's so many players on a team, they just get swapped out. It's not like football where the starters are pretty much set in stone unless somebody gets hurt. It's like the pitching lineup is ridiculous. Anyways, <laughs> Alaska says, that's why I don't play fantasy baseball. Looking forward to that draft, though. Yeah, same here, man. Uh, I need to wire that money to the guy. Got to get get it all straight. But uh, I'm hoping I can do well in the Vandal League because I've been in a fantasy basketball league with these guys and baseball, and both times I did terrible, and a lot of it's because I didn't set my lineup, and that pisses people off. And I understand why. But <laughs> I have to say, fantasy football is my thing. Like, you know, basketball is my sport. And I could do fantasy basketball, but eh, I'd rather like watch the games I want to watch and just sit back and chill and write articles about it on abstractsports.com. Hey, um, but fantasy football is just so much easier because you have a whole week to fix your lineup and get the right guys in there, make your waiver changes, put out any trades. Basketball and baseball, especially baseball, there's games every day, and you got to just set your lineup out a week in advance, but then people get hurt. And it, it, it's just hard. <laughs> it's hard to explain, but I think my mind is focused on fantasy football at this point. But I do just need to i need to get out of last place. I'm in last place in my fantasy baseball league. It is ugly. Um, but then I have one more draft, apparently. Fantasy draft number four. Oh, that's the one with my, my good friends and family from here in town. So looking forward to that. Um, but as far as some NFL news goes, one thing I saw a highlight of, I wouldn't call it a highlight because it, it would suck. But OBJ went down with a sprained ankle. And if you watch the highlight, like, you guys got to go find that video. I could pull it up for you right now. But I need to fi- I need to get better at multitasking on this this new platform on Twitch because it is – you can do so much. Like, I could pull up a video right here and just show it to you guys. It's just a matter of getting that audio and everything to come through the podcast and post-production. It's going to be interesting. I have a feeling we might be getting away from SoundCloud, but Hey, anyways, that's, that's for further discussion later. Like maybe we'll talk about it after this podcast setup, and uh, we'll get everybody's opinion by everybody. that's like one person. <laughs> um, but anyways, OBJ's sprained ankle looked more like a, like a knee injury, like a nasty knee injury. You know, he got hit from the side and his leg did this weird bendy thing where it's like, oh, I don't think it's supposed to do that. Um, and then he got up through his helmet and walked off the field. So, but he was in some pain. You could see he was in some pain in the locker room. Um, other news in NFL. So there was a, a vandal. So I'm an Idaho vandal, university of Idaho, go vandals. Um, there was a vandal who got picked up in free agency after the draft. His name is Austin Rico. He got picked up by the Bills. He's a kicker and punter specialist. So he does both things, which you think would be great for somebody going into a job, you know. They have more skills, therefore um, they can make more money and do more things for their team. But in football, they, like, want people who specialize in those particular things and do, you know, do one thing really well, and that's it. 
So anyways, he was going up against Stephen Hauschka and a punter named Colton Schmidt. You know who Hauschka is. You know, he's the, he used to play for the Seahawks when they were the championship team. And uh, he's dang good. Colton Schmidt, I, he must be good too because he beat out Austin Rico. Austin Rico was like our MVP, man. Well, not really. Our quarterback has been pretty good too, uh, Matt Linehan. He's actually the son of a Dallas Cowboys offensive coordinator, I think, or a nephew, something like that. There's a connection there. Um, he may have actually went to a different team, if I remember right. But anyways, Austin Rico got released. However, there is a spot open on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I was discussing this with Alaska and and your boy Clay and Charlie the Jedi. I was discussing it with these guys um, a little bit, but there is a spot open on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and it may not have been with these guys. I don't know. I don't. I don't remember Alaska if that was with you guys, but I did have a conversation with some good friends, and it was about Austin Rico taking the spot that Roberto Aguayo left behind in Tampa Bay. So maybe maybe that'll be a good spot. I mean. He's a dang good kicker, and he's one of the only ones in the news lately who got released after going through a good competition. He didn't do poorly at all. He had like a couple of punts in the in games, and they had high averages. One of them was within the ten inside the ten yard line. So, I think he's a guy you want. I hope that he goes over to Tampa Bay. We'll see what happens. More coming on that later. So now let's move on to some baseball news. And so this section's a little bit different this week, but it's actually a really, really cool story. Okay. So it doesn't have to do with the MLB necessarily, minor league baseball. So this is, you know, MLB farm teams. So there's this guy named Hunter Green. And I actually need to backtrack a little bit. Okay. If you know, if you've heard the name or you've seen it, just you you know sort of what's coming maybe maybe so I, I go to the eye doctor right and I you know I I, re- I rarely go to the doctor but my eye was bugging me so I went in and the guy who was helping me do like the prelim- preliminary tests and stuff I overheard him talking with one of the assistants in the back about this guy who was playing for the Billings Mustangs which is out of Montana uh, it's a uh, in the Pioneer League minor league baseball it's like single a so like you know three steps removed from professional mlb baseball or major league baseball mlb and i overheard him talking about this guy named hunter green who's 18 years old he can pitch it 102 miles an hour and he's a slugger and i'm like wait what and i saw rainbows and unicorns just flying in front of me I'm like no way that can't be possible and sure enough, I've, I went and found some highlights. He, he's legit. He's an 18-year-old unicorn, guys and girls. Well, anyways, he, he mentions this, and uh, and he's like, yeah, and the Billings Mustangs are playing the Chuckers right now. Chuckers are the team that's here in my hometown of Idaho Falls. And I go to games all the time, and I, you know, I, I don't follow baseball enough, and I don't get magazines in the mail. I, I mean, I get some news, but baseball is like one of the least I get. And... This guy was saying that this Hunter Green kid was on the cover of Sports Illustrated. And and so I'm like, so so what's this about this guy? And like I, was, I started talking to him about it. He's like, oh, he told me a little bit more. And he said it might not be a bad idea to actually go get an issue of that 
Sports Illustrated and have them sign it. And he's like, they're pretty lenient about them signing stuff. You just got to get there after the game at the right spot. And I was like, I am interested. <laughs> I mean, I'm not a baseball fan, but I respect the novelty. And also, like I was saying earlier, how I want to have this awesome studio space for my podcast one day. Well, I also am going to need a bunch of sports memorabilia to put in the background, you know, to, to tout my clout. I got to be like, hey, yeah, I'm, I'm such a sports guy. Look at all the sports stuff I have. <laughs> so, um, yeah, <laughs> that's a thing. And anyways, so I take this guy's advice. I go to that game that night and I, I, I went, I looked all over the place before the game. Like I even, I went through the hassle of calling doctor's offices and dentist offices asking if they had copies of the May 1st issue of sports illustrated. And they, they actually were very kind and they're like, okay, yeah, let me go look for a minute. And they go look and they couldn't find anything. And it was not in stores anymore because it's three months old. And, uh, you know, most stores like that, they, they have some sort of distributor who get, they come in and they swap out for the new stuff. So I missed the chance of getting a hard copy of the, of the magazine. And that's one thing that I'm like regretting. I'm like, dang it. If I had, if I had known this earlier, I could have ordered a cover print from sports illustrated, nice and framed and have him sign that. But no, that's not the case. I might have to get up in a second. George is going to jump through this little window. Please do not. That would be the third cat comment. If you're listening and paying attention. Um, so anyways, I had to, I had to resort to just taking a foul ball that I grabbed earlier this year. So a nice clean baseball. I don't have it with me. It's in the other room because I don't want to like drop it in my glass of water. That would be like the worst, man. I don't know if you heard that, but George is tearing things apart in the kitchen. He's a jerk. He's a real jerk. I'm over it. So I take this baseball after the game. I went over by the locker rooms and like one of the first guys that comes out from the field was Hunter green. I'm like, Hey, Mr. Green, you signed my baseball. He's like, sure, man. What's your name? I said, my name's Kyle. And he just squiggles his name onto my ball. And I'm like, thanks, buddy. I appreciate it. He's like, you bet. And he's 18. I'm talking. I'm talking. I just, I had an 18 year old kid sign a baseball for me. What am I doing? (laughs) I seriously, like, I think back on it. I'm like, I was chasing around an 18 year old kid to get him to sign a ball for me. But let me tell you why it's important. Let me tell you why I did that. So, He's such a big prospect. You know, he was on the cover of Sports Illustrated. In the article of Sports Illustrated, they were talking about whether or not he would be the youngest player to go, the number one overall pick. Oh, my gosh. George, get out of here. Save the day. They were talking about whether or not he was going to be the youngest first overall pick ever and what that might be like because that's never been a thing in the MLB, really. So they were comparing him to, like, LeBron James and Babe Ruth. (laughs) Fourth cat comment. That's four. Um, <laughs> that's hilarious. Um, but there, he did end up going in the second overall pick in the MLB draft. He got drafted by the Cincinnati Reds, and that draft pick came with a $7.5 million signing bonus or something like that. At the time, the kid was 17 when he took this contract. He was 17 and he's got seven and a half million dollars in his pocket. Holy cow. 
So, yes, I'm chasing him around trying to get his autograph because it's going to be worth something someday. Or at least I hope so. I mean, I do have some student loans to pay off. <laughs> but it was crazy. So I got this ball signed, and I'm like, yeah, this is cool. I'm going to frame this, and I'm going to put it in my little studio space when I get it. Um, but also the guy, the, the guy who helped me at the doctor's office was saying that you can also get a bunch of he, – he said if you go mention my name, you can get some – uh, balls signed by all the players from the Idaho Falls Chuckers. And I'm like, oh, that'd be nice to have as well. But I couldn't get that that night. Uh, I actually felt like I made an ass of myself when I went and asked for it from the front office. They're like, uh, I don't think that's a thing. And I'm like, oh, well, well, he said he, he said it was a thing, but apparently it wasn't, so it was embarrassing. So I didn't get the autograph on the hard copy of the magazine, but I did get the baseball, which I think is, you know, getting a signed baseball is, is good stuff. But how often is a player on the cover of Sports Illustrated? Not very often. You know, they come out with so many issues a year, uh, and he happened to be one of them this year. So they had one more game left here in town, and I'm like, okay, I'm not going to be able to find the magazine. I've looked everywhere I could, but I am going to – print off a copy of the cover i know it's not the best it's not i mean it was a high pro, high quality print i mean it's it's okay it's good it'll do guys it'll do stop stop being so angry um so i went and got some copies made of the cover of this magazine and i'm like i gotta find this guy i gotta get him to sign it again i get there i'm waiting after the game and he goes right in the locker room i'm like no it's happening i'm not gonna get it i'm not gonna get it but apparently there's a lot of regulars there who are like, no, no, you just wait around for like 10 minutes. He'll come out and he'll probably sign anything you want. It's like, whoa, anything I want. Just kidding. Uh, I just want this poster signed. Um, <laughs> sign my cleavage. <laughs> no, don't do that. Don't ever do that. Um, so I waited around a little bit and sure enough, he came out and there were a bunch of kids swarming and here I am, this 27-year-old man. Like, Hey man, you want to sign another one of these things for me? Um, but the embarrassing thing is like, I went and bought brand new silver Sharpies for this. Cause you know, I wanted to stand out on the glossy print and I give him the marker and he goes to write. It doesn't work. And he's like, the hell is this? And I'm like, Oh, I just tested it. It should be working. That's weird. And then he just grabs somebody else's pen and signed mine. I'm like, Ooh, crisis averted. <laughs> but it was so embarrassing. I mean, an 18 year old kid embarrassed me. He's got something coming, and it's like millions of dollars. Anyways, I got him to sign my poster. So now I have a poster signed by him and a baseball, and I got to get that get them both framed and boxed up and, and put on display for the podcast someday. Uh, but not only that, the guy from the doctor was also there. He actually works at the ballpark, and he's like, oh, let me get those balls for you that I mentioned. I'm like, oh, really? Are you sure? He's like, yeah, dude, I can just grab them right now. They're right here. So he goes in the locker room, comes out with four baseballs, right? And this is before I had my stuff signed. And so he gives me four baseballs, and I'm like, I'm wearing car cargo shorts. Thank God. I had I had enough pockets to put them in, but I'm like, you know, because the game just got over. So I'm like stuffing them in my side pockets and looking like a real goober out there. But I didn't care. <laughs> I'm like, I got to get that autograph. That's all I care about. And so I stuffed him in my bigger pockets, and I was ready to go. Got the signature, and we out. Woo! Crunch wrap Supreme. Good to go. And so, yeah, guys, that's the story of how I met a potential uh, superstar baseball player. His name is Hunter Green. 
Uh, I actually have an article in the works about my my encounter. Uh, but that's pretty much what you're going to get in the article, but I want to get it out there for people who like to read rather than watch and listen. Um, but, yeah, slugger, pitcher, he's 18, just turned 18 on the 6th of August. Um, that's the beginning of the, the abstract sports memorabilia collection. I do have a few things that friends have got me in the past from as, like, gifts that will be on display as well, but those are some big items right there. Um on that note, I'll just tell you, I have a Lakers flag that I go to, I try to go to one Lakers game every year in Salt Lake city. And I try to get as many autographs on it as I can just to like fill it up. And like the biggest and best player on there right now is probably Jeremy Lin. <laughs> the one year he played for the Lakers, I got his autograph like, Oh, insanity. No, not really. Just, just Jeremy Lin. That was when he's in New York. So that's what I've got for baseball. Moving on to some National Basketball Association news. So I'm not going to lie, and I I chatted this to Alaska earlier today, but when I was putting together the outline for this podcast that I'm doing right now, I was putting the, putting together the outline yesterday, and I made a bullet point that said, Kyrie Irving trade talks have come to a screeching halt. And I am not kidding as soon as I typed that out and created a new bullet point, kept going. Waj, I don't know if you guys know who Waj is. Wojnarowski, Adrian Wojnarowski. Uh, but this guy comes through with a tweet, and I have his Twitter account turned on notifications. I'll tell you why in a second. But he drops a news bomb. As soon as I type that line, he says, uh, he says that the Celtics and Cavs were nearing a deal involving Isaiah Thomas and Jay Crowder for Kyrie Irving. What? It's like, are, I'm not sharing this Google Doc with you. It's like I notified you that I was going to talk about it, and then you're like, oh, no, no. It's actually, it's it's going to be a thing. And then it happened, like, minutes later. The deal was done. So, <laughs> kind of a crazy string of events. But, anyways, this Adrian Wojnarowski, I think that's his name. Let me go double check. Where's the window I need? There it is. Twitter. W-O-J for Waj. So, you... Okay. Guys, side note. I'm telling you now. If you are an NBA fan and you like to follow the NBA draft and trade news when they're going down, like trade deadline and coming up to the NBA draft, you've got to follow Adrian Wojnarowski on Twitter. Yes, it has to be Twitter. It can't be anything else. If you don't get your news from Instagram, I'm sorry. Um, but Twitter, his handle is W-O-J... For Waj, ESPN, W-O-J, ESPN. And just turn his, his, you know, around the trade deadline time and around draft time, turn his tweets to notifications so every time he tweets, you get notified. And every time he tweets, it's like he's the first to know. So when I was watching the NBA draft this year, I would know who was tweeting. or I mean, no, no. <laughs> They're... I would know who was getting drafted like two picks ahead of the TV. And, you know, some people would be like, oh, that's stupid. But it's kind of cool to be that far in the loop because I I don't know. It's just nice. <laughs> I really don't know the benefit other than I get the news first and you guys don't because you don't follow him. So go follow Waj ESPN. Uh, actually, he's one of the guys that ESPN actually hired recently amidst all of the layoffs they've been doing. So... Tells you that he's really good at what he does. Um, but, dude, I mean, 
two million followers on Twitter. He's an e- NBA insider. What a job. That's such a job. That's what you want. Um, so, yeah, Kyrie Irving ends up going to the Boston Celtics for uh, Isaiah Thomas, Jay Crowder, and one other guy. It's like Izich or something. I don't, <laughs> I don't know what his name was. I don't want to look it up either. Uh, but I'm – what is it with top teams within the same conference trading star players? I'm curious. I, I just want to know. And, you know, I guess the Warriors didn't trade for Kevin Durant, really. They just kind of made room for him and then signed him. I think they, I don't remember if they traded anybody for him at all. But it's just crazy to me because the Celtics and the Cavs were in the Eastern Conference Finals this year. And Cavs beat them. And then they go ahead and swap point guards. So now they get, they're probably going to meet each other again. But that's going to be a matchup I'm looking forward to. Actually, opening day, I think this is something I meant to put on my calendar or put on my outline. But, man, this podcast is like one of the longest I've ever done probably. I don't even know how long it's been going, but I know it's going to be a huge one. Woo! What's going on, Cesario Huxley? <laughs> There's somebody in here. I can't read their name. What's going on? Welcome to the podcast. The live podcast. Uh, I want to go to the schedule here real quick. NBA schedule. Um, uh, team. All teams. Nah. Celtics. So, opening night. NBA action. Tuesday, October 17th. Which is actually like two weeks ahead. Usually it, it happens around like Halloween. I wonder this year if they're trying to like spread out their games a little more so they get more rest. I know that's been an issue with the NBA lately. But, um... Yeah, so Tuesday, October 17th, Boston Celtics play the Cleveland Cavaliers in Cleveland. And there's only one game on that day, and it's that game. So I'm super stoked about that. I mean, that's one of those you write an article about, a little preview article, and just be like, here's what I think is going to happen. So I'll probably end up doing that. Uh, but that'll be at 8 o'clock Eastern time. It's long enough time away, you'll know what happens. But, woo, it's almost like they planned it. An Eastern Conference matchup for the first game of the season. What up? Um, let's see. What else for NBA? What do we have here? So I guess LeBron flew out to play a game with Melo and uh, and Kevin Durant. Just kind of flew out, played a game, and then flew home. Just got money to, money to blow like that. Um, but another piece of exciting news for all you NBA 2K fans out there. Um, NBA 2K18 Prelude becomes available September 8th. It's a free download on on your favorite gaming console. Um, For me, it's PlayStation Network. Um, But this Prelude is actually really cool. So the game, I don't even know when the game comes out. I haven't been following the Twitter like I usually do. Um, But NBA 2K, they do this Prelude thing where you can download it for free, and you download this app where you do a face scan, and you basically, with your phone, you hold your phone up like this and you like turn your head to different angles and it captures a photo of each angle that it needs. And then it stitches it together into a 3d model for your character. And it's kind of cool because if you're ugly like me, you get this really goofy looking bastard dribbling up the court, but Hey, it's real. <laughs> you can't mess with real. Um, but no, it's, it's actually really cool. So this prelude thing, you, you build your character, you choose what playing style you're going to be, um, and actually, 2K17 made a lot of changes from 2K16. 
where you can choose your play style, like whether you're a slasher or you're a, a fancy passer or you're a gunner or a shooter, whatever they called it, um, or athletic. And, and it was, you could also be like a stretch forward. So if you were a big guy, you can choose, um, depending on your, your physical attributes, it gave you a certain play style you can choose from. So people like Kristap Porzingis, who's this huge guy, but he can shoot threes. They made a, a play style for him called like the stretch forward where you can be a big guy, but you get, you can have some good shooting abilities too. Cause that is something that happens in real life. Um, but this prelude, besides making your character and, and giving yourself your playing style and everything, you can also uh, play the initial games of your career. So in 2k, there's a game mode called my career. And basically you, you start out in high school, you play like your championship game and depending on how well you do there, you can choose between certain schools for college to go to. You go there, you play like one or two games. And I think you're supposed to, it's, they stage it up like you're playing the championship. And if you do really well, like you get a good teammate grade, um, you get, you get some decent stats along with it. Then I think you have a better chance of being drafted by better teams is kind of how it goes. Um, or being drafted first. It's not necessarily better teams. Um, but you know, you can be up in the lottery picks and if you get up in the lottery picks, you be, become like a superstar on that team because you're starting already. Um, but yeah, so you go through the draft process and the draft is pretty, pretty much where the prelude starts. And so when you get the game and like, like me, I have it on pre-order. I'm not entirely sure when I'm going to be getting it for sure. But, uh, when I get the game, I can just plug it in and it already knows that I have the app synced up to the game. It picks up on what I have done with the prelude and then it puts all my stuff into the game and I can just start playing my career right there. So pretty awesome idea. It's something that I don't, I don't know of any other game that has done something like that, but I think it's really smart. Obviously you have demos. Um, and th I guess it is kind of like a demo, but it, it feeds right into the real game. So it's really in, it entices you to want to get the game because you built your character and you want to continue it and see what the storyline's like. So, um, I thought that was really interesting um, coming out with the prelude, but that's coming out September 8th. Uh, look for that as a free download on your on PlayStation or Xbox or whatever you do. Um, oh, man, we are. I feel like we're cruising now. I'm talking so fast. So fast. Got to have some water. My voice is going to die on me. So I got told once that uh, my father-in-law actually is like, you might want to do some voice exercises. And I'm like, you know what? That's probably not a bad idea where I'm talking so much. Uh, but I, yeah, I really should. Wow. This hurts. It hurts, but feels good, man. So that's pretty much all I've got for like the main content of things, but I still have some other important stuff to talk about. So, um, if anybody, I don't think any of you are, but if you're familiar with what I did on the previous podcast, whether you found us on SoundCloud or iTunes or whatever, um, we do this thing called weekly Q and D, which is question and discussion because Q and A is stupid. Like I don't want to just a ask you a question. You give me like, yes, as an answer, or I don't like that player. I don't want to hear that. I want, I want to hear like a discussion. Um, and so, I mean, I think Twitch is going to be great for that because once I get some people coming in here, we can get um, get the chat firing up like crazy. Um, and this Q&D section can be really fun. Um, 
and I actually did not come up with any questions for this week. Uh, so usually I have like, so I'll ask a question and then the following week when I do the podcast, when I get to this segment in the podcast, I, I give my answer and other answers from people, uh, on that topic so that it keeps a, a continuity between episodes. Um, so let's see here. Trying to think next week's question and discussion. Gosh, man, I don't even know what to do. I, Hey, uh, Alaska, you got any suggestions on what the question should be for next week? Or Cesari, Cesari, you got any suggestions for what could be a question that we answer next week? Oh, shoot, I just minimized that. I need that. Come back. Oh, I like that. That's pretty good. Well, because I don't know if I can do that because so I'll ask it here just on Twitch, just ask who's winning the fight and why. And that's so like normally we'd do it for next week. So like so next week, the fight will already be over. Um, <clears throat> shoot, I should have I knew I was missing one thing in this, this stream. Um, mama. Let's see. So there's been some big trades between some big teams that we could talk about. Um, there's been, let's see, we just finished up. We just finished up a, a big segment on the question and discussion on the other platform we were when we were using Facebook. We went through every one of the intangibles. And when I say all of the intangibles, I mean the ones that I picked out to talk about. Um, so, like, if you were to go to abstractsports.com slash, uh, let's see abstractsports.com slash the dash intangibles. You can see all the ones there. There's discipline, attitude, effort, development, support, sportsmanship, leadership, teamwork, focus, confidence, and discipline. So how about we just go down that path a little bit again? So I already covered them all individually. Um, essentially what I did, if you go back and watch, watch, or I guess, listen to the last 10 episodes at the, towards the end of the episode, I do a question and discussion and it, re it relates to the intangibles. So it would be like, where do you see discipline in sports? And, and you know, why is it important? But also, where do you see discipline in real life? Uh, so that you can sh start to, like, make that connection of um, the things that are in sports and, you know, really human nature, really. Um, the things that show up in sports and human nature, how do they relate to your life? Uh, and how... How do you think they are beneficial? Why do you think people should have those things? And, you know, everybody does have these things. It's just to what degree they have them, you know. For example, everybody has at least a little bit of discipline, um, but not everybody is a leader, you know. So that kind of is a good way of putting it. Uh, yeah. So I think for the question, what we're going to do is this. 
So the next week's question and discussion. So next week when we come to this segment, I want you guys to be thinking about uh, an answer to this question right here. And it is very subjective. Are you ready? Here we go. It's game time. Which intangible of the 10 that I listed do you think are the most important and why? And you can only pick one. You can only pick one. And, I mean, that, that could be a long discussion because you almost feel like you have to uh, make your point against all the other ones. But I just want you to pick one that you think is the most important and a reason why you think it is uh, to make it easy. So that's what the question's going to be. Um, I'll try to do something to get it up on the social media and have you guys come through the show next time and answer it with me. Um, but, again, the intangibles are discipline, attitude, effort, development, support, sportsmanship, leadership, teamwork, focus, confidence, and discipline. And if you go to abstractsports.com slash the intangibles, the dash intangibles, uh, you can go there and get more information on those different things and kind of how we view them. Um, but let me know which one you think is the most important uh, in terms of sports or real life or both, preferably both. Um, and then give me a reason why you think that is true. So there you go. That's weekly questions and discussion. Um, I look forward to seeing some answers next week and hopefully have more people in the stream. I was hoping that my my enthusiasm, all of my, my gestures, my big gestures like this, I was hoping that would get some people in here, but um, apparently not. But we did get Alaska Lost Cause to follow us, so shout out to Alaska for the follow, man. We really do appreciate it. Uh, I love you, dude. Uh, looking forward to the next kayaking trip. Uh, it's like I know him personally. It's because I do. But, hey. So the next section here, uh, I'm going to end this stream with a little bit of shout out. So I've been trying to keep my eyes and ears open for uh, some other streams or podcasters or just people in general who kind of kind of catch my interest and um i it's almost like me paying respect to people who are doing the same grind that i'm doing with this podcast uh and you know me this is like me pulling inspiration from them and i have a category on the blog called the outsiders where i kind of feature uh people like this and so i will be trying to get an introduction with some links up up on the blog for them but the shout out this week is for a podcast called did i stutter it's the Did I Stutter podcast with three T's. So S-T-U-T-T-T-E-R. Did I Stutter? And it's co-hosted by two guys by the names of Sean, Sean Batia and Jabari Reynolds. Um, I don't remember where they said they were from. I think they're like East Coast, somewhere over there. Um, but in my exchange with them, what I just kind of reached out. and was like, hey, I like you guys' stuff. Um, they seem to they seem like some really down to earth dudes. And like, I, I went back and listened to a bunch more of their episodes or a couple more anyways, you know, it's kind of hard to keep up with a bunch of one hour episodes, especially when it's like past events. Uh, but I'm definitely tuning in as they put shows out. Um, but from my knowledge and the display that they have on their podcast, uh, you can tell that they love sports and they definitely know what the hell they're talking about. So that's like two things you want to, to hear in a, in a sports podcast is somebody being enthusiastic about what they're talking about, but also that what they're saying is accurate, but it's also, you know, throwing opinion in there is very important. 
and they definitely do that. I think you should go check these guys out. But uh, one of the coolest things about their show is that they're brutally honest in the sense that they're very open-minded and humorous. So like when they're talking about certain topics, they'll just like say, they'll say like this one zinger and it's like, Oh dang. But then they just like riff off of each other and it's a good time. So go check them out. It's uh, go to soundcloud.com slash did I stutter? And that's stutter with three T's at the end. S T U T T T E R. You can find them on Instagram at did I stutter podcast. And then on Snapchat, did I stutter all with three T's on the second half of that word. So uh, that's the shout out for the week, but I do. I, I want to go let you guys know some information though. They did tell me they have something coming up just to, just to give them a, even more of a shout. So they have another episode coming out. I don't know if it's coming out on the 27th or if that's when they're producing it. And then it comes out after that. But their next episode, you can look for it around the 27th of this month. Uh, that would be, oh man, what day is that? 27th is a Sunday. So go to their SoundCloud, give them a follow, uh, go back and listen to some of their past content, but, the, but then look forward to that 27th of August episode. Um, I look forward to doing some more, maybe some collaboration. I don't know how that would work, how we would coordinate it, uh, or even just like, general sharing ideas and bouncing ideas off each other. I think these guys have a lot to offer, especially being in a different area of the country. Um, and you know, knowing, I, th- I feel like everybody knows certain things about sports and these guys definitely have some deep knowledge. So I feel like I can, I can learn from that. So I'll continue to listen and you guys should go check them out, check them out as well. Um, for all you Twitchers out there, Twitch people, I don't know what you call yourselves. Uh, you can find this podcast, the Abstract Sports Podcast, uh, here on Twitch from now on until further notice. Uh, it'll, it usually starts around 7 p.m. Mountain Time, so 9 o'clock Eastern on Wednesday nights. Um, but you can also get the post-production version on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, and YouTube. I do put it up on YouTube. Uh, feel free to drop a comment, like, share, follow, subscribe, do all the things that you do on the social medias. Uh, and show us some love if you if you like what we're doing. Uh, but you can also find us on all the other social medias beyond like sound and video content. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. The handle is Abstract Sports. So that's all I've got for you guys today. Alaska and Cesario, I know you're there. Didn't talk, but I know you're there. Uh, shout out for tuning in for the first ever live Twitch broadcast. I look forward to this getting better and better as time goes on. Um, but that's all I've got for you today. So thanks again for tuning in. I'm Kyle Richards, AKA Tater Deluxe. And you just listen to the abstract sports podcast as McGill puts her butt in the camera. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Guys, did you see that? <laughs> I I can't wait to go back and watch that. That's going to be hilarious. Uh, cat butt right in the camera. What a beautiful thing. This is McGill. She's Not only does she show her butthole on camera, she is a butthole. <laughs> uh, anyways, thanks, guys. Have a good rest of your night. Uh, you just listened to the Abstract Sports Podcast. We'll see you next Wednesday.